0: Thank you for joining me. We are now into the second quarter of two thousand twenty two, and it is April second of the year, the year of the Great Reset so I hope you guys are strapped in I hope you guys have a plan because things are happening fast here we are taking action every single day if you are trying to figure out how to prepare yourself for the greatest transfer of wealth in world history this is the channel that you need to be in if you want to be tapped into how the current events The future proves our past, and our timeline is being confirmed on a daily basis. If you want to understand how the truth, how the theories tie together with our investment strategies, with how we're running our businesses, with how we plan on surviving and thriving during these times, then you have made it. I appreciate all of you so much for tuning in. All we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. We got a fantastic show lined up for you tonight. Let's get right into it. All right, so let's start off here with the Russia-Ukraine situation. Coming out of Ukraine, we have the negotiator saying that Russia has indicated that peace treaty drafts are advanced enough to allow for direct discussions between Mr. Putin and Mr. Zelensky. So this is exciting. This is good news. I was thinking of actually titling this video, Peace Leads to Pump, but it does look like this war situation is kind of cooling off. I still am not feeling like we're in the clear. I still don't feel like good about this um obviously my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone being affected by this situation right now but the the fact of the matter is is that anything can happen right now they can pull another false flag they can get some something going here once again uh there's many operations there's many agendas being fought by both sides uh by the hidden hand and and so you know they're telling us that this is good if we do get peace i do think that that is going to lead to a pump so good news for the uh, cryptocurrency space. But in addition, this crisis has exposed everything and it's only just getting started. Now, I'm not sharing any of the news that's coming out of America today. Remember, the narrative is very tight. What we're allowed to question is about nothing right now. We are supposed to be listening to the mainstream news. Don't question the narrative. Don't question what's happening in Ukraine. Don't question what was on the laptop of our president. Uh, President's son don't question that I'm not even gonna mention names tonight I'm not even gonna speak in code I'm just gonna avoid it all because we're gonna be careful right now, but let's continue on here This is looking good. My thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected Russian forces pull back around capital Kiev, but fighting continues So it looks like he might not be going to actually uh, capture this country looks like it was a strategic military operation uh, and, uh, I'll let you guys light it up in the chat, in the comments and tell me what's going on over there for the people who are new tuning in. This is uh wartime, so we cannot question the narrative. We've got to be careful. We've already received one warning. And so we're going to press on and we're just going to let you guys decide, uh, the real truth that's taking place over in this country with this situation. But with that being said, we still have a currency war. We still have an energy war. Uh, liquidity debt crisis on hand and specifically when we look at the energy situation Gazprom now halting gas shipments to Europe via critical pipeline so as they warned over there in Russia they said if you don't pay in rubles you don't pay in gold or you don't pay in Bitcoin you're getting shut off so they're standing true to that they said it was gonna be April 1st and now we have that confirmed Gazprom which is the big firm over there out of Russia They have halted all gas shipments to Europe. So this is going to get interesting. Europe was trying to act tough. Germany was trying to act tough. Um, You know, we're going to see how it goes. But I'm going to show you what happens here when the country runs out of energy. When you get an economic crisis, a lack of fuel, a lack of food, a lack of water, what happens? Take a look here at Sri Lanka. We got news coming out of Sri Lanka that they have shut down all social media. The local government declared a state of emergency and imposed a curfew due to mass protests following the economic crisis and lack of fuel. Now, when I saw that, it reminded me of the situation that we covered at the end of February. This article is coming from February 21st. We covered this on one of my live shows. I remember talking about Sri Lanka and many other countries as well running out of cash to buy fuel. So I know that we we cover this one um, Back at the end of February, uh, maybe at the beginning of March, I remember covering this about how Sri Lanka and other countries were beginning to run out of cash us dollars. They were running out of petrodollars to buy fuel. So now the, uh, the country is in turmoil. Okay. We got mass protests following the economic crisis and lack of fuel. They have shut down all media in that country. Now in regards to, uh, centralized control of media. We had a tweet come out from Mr. Jack Dorsey today, the CEO of Twitter, which was pretty interesting. He says, the days of Usenet, IRC, the web, even email were amazing. Centralizing discovery and identity into corporations really damaged the internet. I realize I'm partially to blame and regret it. What I've always found interesting about Jack Dorsey is he's a big Bitcoin proponent. And like all of these Bitcoin maxis, They are libertarian in nature, which I am as well. I want freedom. I want the government out of my business. I want the government to be limited. I want my privacy respected. I want to uh, be able to transact in whatever currency I deem valuable or necessary for the trade, my business and my transactions. So what's interesting to see is a guy like Jack here turn and admit that he is partially to blame for the centralization of our media of the internet of this 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 whole new resource that we have here with the internet unlocking uh, the truth for so many people waking up so many people to what's going on but Jack Dorsey knows that he's guilty and he says that he's regretting it so you know uh, it's about time Jack and uh, as as many of these guys know um, it's all getting exposed it's all getting exposed and so it is time for them to come out. Have they done criminal acts? In some acts, yes. In some acts, yes. I mean, shutting down the president of our country off of your platform, I think, is a little too far. You, you might've gone a little too far with that one, right? Um, now, remember, we do have to respect free speech. The First Amendment covers the free speech. So when Jack creates his platform, he actually has that First Amendment right. He can decide who to be on there. But, but the problem is that they want to double dip. They want to get taxed like a uh, public utility, but they still want to have control of it uh, like Jack does over Twitter with the fact checkers and being able to shut down the president of the United States, which is pretty ridiculous. But as I've been covering, what we have is all truth is being revealed right now. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley, they were bringing up uh, some information, some, some uh They were uncovering some things and putting it into the official records of the Senate this week, which that was in regards to our president's son's uh, dealings, the business dealings of the Biden crime family. I guess we can't call it the crime family until they're proven guilty in court. But I think it's about time as Americans that we say it's time to see our day in court in regards to Joe, in regards to the people who have sold us out in this country. It's time to present our facts and evidence against these people that have absolutely benefited themselves at the cost of the um, average American citizen who is struggling to survive right now, to the average citizen of this world that is struggling to make it right now. While our leaders sell us off to a global agenda that wants complete control over us, no privacy, no security, live like a peasant, be happy, shut your mouth and put the chip in your body. That's the plan, and I'm here to say that it is time that we have our day in court in regards to the Ripple lawsuit, in regards to holding back crypto innovation. It's time to present the evidence. All truth will be revealed one way or another, and it's about time that the fact checkers check themselves on these Twitters, on these Facebooks, on these platforms, because when this stuff comes out, We need to be able to share it because the people need to be able to know that it's time to vote these people out left, right, up, down. I don't care. If you are going against our Constitution, if you are imposing your will on our people, if you are holding back innovation, if you are stifling uh, the average person trying to just survive, if you are taxing us without representing us, that is going against everything this country was founded upon. And I stand here today... If they want to take me down for saying it like that, then they they can you know they can check that, but we're going to continue to check them. They can't stop us. There's a reason why we continue to spread our message penetrate to hundreds of thousands of millions of people is because the people are fed up, and so the people crave the truth. The people want someone who is real, right? We don't want politicians, we don't want these Joseph Lubin types. That come on stage and can't answer a, a legitimate question and know that they were involved in a monopoly that benefits them and not the rest of the space we don't we're, we're tired uh, and I relate it back to crypto because it's all connected it's all connected the time is up for the US dollar we need a new reserve currency the time is up for the weaponized US dollar across the world Okay, this, this empire that America has become is not what was intended when our founders created this country. We were not supposed to be getting involved in everybody else's business. We were not supposed to give our, our control of our re, uh, reserve currency to a private entity in the Federal Reserve. That was not part of the Constitution. We are so far gone in this country. And I get so fired up and I go on these rants because it's absolutely criminal and we have all the evidence. This isn't for dispute, we have the facts. You cannot debate us on these facts. It's just like John Deaton's timeline in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit, Ethereum free pass monopoly timeline. We have the facts and they're not in dispute. So what do you want to stand for? You know, these kids get mad at me. You know, what's the next crypto? I want to talk about SHIB, Uh, how do we pump? I need cash, I'm broke, how do I get rich? I want to drive a Lambo. We stand for so much more on this channel. You know, the kids can play around. And, and if that's your hustle, then that's your hustle. And I respect the hustle. Hustle NFTs, hustle meme coins. I don't care. Whatever you got to do to put the food on the table and to create wealth for you and your family, as long as it's legal, moral, and ethical, I'm a fan of it. But at the end of the day, I stand for saving this country from the criminals that want to take everything that made it great here. The opportunity that we once had to live free, build a business. Acquire land. Own nothing, be happy. That's a threat, actually. That's a threat. Um, But uh, I could rant all night about this, but I tell you what. We have the facts. They are not in dispute, and our day in court is coming. And these people are scared. And that's what worries me about the false flag operations. At any time now, they know. And this is why I think that they're going to shut down the internet at some point as well. So be prepared for that. The lights will go off at some point. I do believe that the internet will be killed when this, uh, when this really drops, just look at what's happening in Sri Lanka. Now here in America, we've been chilling because we're fat and happy and we still have the gases flowing to our country. We, we can print the, the dollars that we need to buy our energy, right? Uh, we have the biggest military in the world. So if we need to go plunder some country for their resources, we can, and we have been right, but that's coming back home. The karma's coming back home to roost. And, uh, in this country i want to say if if you've been sitting back if you've been watching the show and you think that we're going to get saved and and that this is going to be all fine and dandy you're mistaken guys the storm is here the storm is here and this is why we get so serious on this channel is because i want you guys to be tapped in. i want you guys to understand the truth about current events understand what's happening in cryptocurrency and what actually matters in cryptocurrency which 99 percent of cryptocurrency does not matter and then we want to tie it together with how do we actually prepare for this great transfer of wealth? If we look back at the changing world orders of World War II, World War I, they always use war to bring about a new monetary system, to bring about a new standard, a new world order. So as we always say, future proves past and we are absolutely tapped in. Thank you for tuning in with me. Let's continue on. U.S. government bonds closed the first quarter with total returns down 5.6%. The worst performance since record-keeping began in 1973. So this was essentially the worst quarter ever for U.S. government bonds. Our time is up. We are losing the reserve currency status. Now, if no one will buy our bonds, with, buy our paper debt, that means that we can't, we can't just keep printing. right? The, the reason why we've been able to keep afloat is because these countries have still been buying our treasury bonds. They've still been using our dollar for trade. Now they're done using the U.S. dollar for trade, and now they've dumped all of their holdings of U.S. government bonds. Russia dumped them all. You look at all these other countries, they've dumped them all as well. So they're all positioning themselves. And I was talking this morning in our weekly call for my Discord group, uh, in our weekly call this morning, I was talking about how basically Russia ripped off the Band-Aid, while the United States hasn't even started to peel back the Band-Aid off of the wound, Right? Russia just went and ripped it off. So their stock market tanked, the ruble tanked. Before it now it's recovered back to pre-invasion levels paired up against the US. dollar. So now the ruble's holding strong. Russia hasn't had to sell any of their gold, right? And they're sitting on a vast amount of resources, just a plentiful amount of natural gas and oil over there. So they're sitting good while the. US government here here in America, our Federal Reserve, we're, we're just starting to peel back the Band-Aid because we raised interest rates uh, 25 basis points last, last month. right? That's just starting to peel it off. Instead of like Russia, they got kicked off the SWIFT system, their ruble tanked, their stock market collapsed 80 90%. That's ripping the Band-Aid off, and now you recover. Here in America, like I'm telling you guys, our standard of living is going to be wrecked for the average person. It's going to be re- like, we are going to get wrecked, especially if you're not tapped in. Now, if you're tapped in here on this channel, then you're getting the inside scoop on how to actually prepare yourself for what's happening, right? Everything that we do here is relatively simple because what we're just understanding is how this has happened in the past. World War I, World War II, the Bretton Woods Agreement when Nixon took us off the gold standard. We understand world wars, we understand the crises, and then we understand what happens when we get a new monetary policy, when we get a new uh, financial system. And you guys saw the clips that were coming out of that uh, global summit that that took place over this last week. There, the people are meeting, um, the elite are meeting, and they already have all their plans. It's just a matter of rolling them out at this point. And this is the year to do it. Now, continuing on, this is coming out of Barron's. First time homebuyers are simply walking away. Quote, we've been backed into a corner. So affordability right now is climbing back up. And I was talking with my, my Discord group this morning about my plan for real estate because I'm looking to buy my first property right now just for my family. Um, rates are going up but I'm in a position, I, I'm getting ready to pounce. I'm getting ready to buy the blood in the streets while other people are simply walking away. They're feeling backed into a corner. And as you're you're gonna start to see the other markets, as we head into the bear market, as the situation gets worse, as inflation gets worse, the people will be squeezed. And unfortunately, um, a lot of people, you know, they haven't had to pay their bills yet with all the forbearance and the mortgage uh, uh, programs that were going on. Now, if we start to get interest rates, if they continue to rise, this thing's over for the housing market, right? Is that an absolute crash? I don't believe so. But I'm positioning myself right now to make moves uh, right now in real estate, personally. So I want you guys to understand uh, we can't control these macroeconomic events. We can't control this situation. It is up to us to take advantage of that for our families. And and so... Um, Although it is unfortunate, I don't want to see that pain. When I say that more pain's coming, I don't I don't get I mean I do get excited because that's the opportunity, but I recognize the seriousness of it. And I mean, I feel bad for the people of America who don't understand what's happening and they're completely getting wiped out right now by this financial tsunami. You know, there's a lot of people that had it coming. They choose to stay ignorant. So I I can't help them in that regard. If they choose ignorance, uh, that's their choice right a lot of these people are so distracted by BS right now they have no idea what's going on they have no idea the conversation that we're having right now and if you're new here and you're just starting to learn investing if you're just starting to get your money up well you know tap in hit the subscribe hit the follow button you know head on over to Zach and contact me get in touch get tapped in Right here on this channel, we're going to give you guys the current events, the news, but then we want you to take action, right? And I'm exposing everything that I'm doing because they're very simple strategies. There's nothing too complex or sophisticated really about what we're doing. It's relatively simple uh, as far as our business strategies, real estate, what we're doing in cryptocurrency. As far as stacking silver, it's very simple. Go to your coin dealer, get the physical metals. We don't do paper stocks. Go get the physical from your coin dealer. Stack it up, put it in the safe. Um, have your second amendment game up. Most importantly, we got to get our money up right now though, because inflation's going to kill us. Inflation is killing us. We got to get our money up right now. So that's the main focus. While the cryptocurrency market has been going sideways, I just wake up every day, just pound business, social media, right? We pound the media business. And then I have a landscape business as well, two businesses, Cash flow, baby. That's what we focus on every single day because without the cash flow, we're not even going to be able to afford to fill up our tanks, put food on the table, let alone have a couple few bucks at the end of the month to invest into cryptocurrencies, to invest in metals, to buy some real estate, to reinvest in our business. So uh, guys, get tapped in right now. Make sure you guys have subscribed, hit that notification bell. Continuing on. The average family health insurance premium in the US has more than tripled since the quote Affordable Care Act was signed into law back in 2010. The biggest beneficiary health insurers, United Health Group, the largest U.S. insurer, is up 1,750% versus a 389% gain for the S&P. So while the stock market has, you know, done about a 4X, you have United Health Group, the largest insurer in America, pumping, right? Ever since the quote-unquote Affordable Care Act, the disaster that was Obamacare got passed. Five spot for more entertainment. Thank you. Hey, Zach, should I put 10000 into Ripple or into XRP? Hashtag not financial advice. Yes, I'm not here to give you financial advice. I am here to tell you that uh, I would be buying Ripple stock right now if I could. I can't. I'm not a uh, accredited investor at this time. But most definitely, I would love to get my hands on some Ripple pre-IPO. Uh, in regards to XRP, I bought some a couple days ago, so I'm buying XRP. I would be buying ripple stock. You have $10,000. I'm not going to tell you where to put anything. I'm not going to suggest anything. I'm going to tell you that, uh, both are good plays. XRP versus ripple stock. I believe has way more potential upside. Way more potential upside with XRP, the digital currency that has an unlimited amount of utility, versus the Ripple stock, which I do believe is going to perform well because Ripple's setting themselves up to be one of the largest banks, financial institutions, and a lender of last resort in this financial crisis, setting themselves up to basically run uh, the internet of value over the next couple decades. So I'm a fan of both. So this is what I'm talking about, though, getting squeezed. Your health insurance premiums going up. Your rent's going up 10% this year, right? Um, If if you do sell your house, what are you going to move into, right? The market's so tight with the supply. That's, that's the issue right now. Um, and, and so this, this is why we, we stay focused right now. Right now we know, um, times have been good in America. We've gotten fat and happy. I continue to say that no offense, but we are. (laughs) Look at a picture of of this country now. Versus back in the the seventies and eighties, even the nineties, it's embarrassing. as As an American, it's it's embarrassing. It's unacceptable, really. Um, you know, we got to get our game up because here in America, it's going to come here last, and it's going to come hard. Because when you lose that reserve currency status, when your empire is falling, the internal disorder gets absolutely crazy. We've seen it time and time again. So, be prepared. Okay. Let's continue on with cryptocurrency news, okay? Cryptocurrency. So shout out to Quincy Jones. Um, Institutions using the Corda network can implement payments in XDC for any of their enterprise applications. So I wanted to bring this up because people have been learning about Corda. And so understand the R3 Corda. I believe that they have about 40% of the banks in, in the world are using Corda are tapped in and able to use Corda. So they are a massive, massive platform, right? XTC, a unique technology. This bridge enables XTC, the coin native to the XTC network to move to and from the public Corda network and to be used as a settlement vehicle inside of the Corda ecosystem, allowing value to move freely between the Corda public network and, pu- and public blockchain networks like the XDC network. With this unique bridging technology, data can be recorded privately on the Corda network while limited data sets are transferred to the XDC public network, thereby mitigating institutional risk and turning Corda into a hybrid network. By extension, this shared ledger will connect the XDC token with every other Cord app on the public Corda network. So all of the apps that end up getting built on Corda or to tapped in uh, on the Corda network XDC is going to be able to settle all of these between all of these apps I'm super super excited to see where XDC goes here in the future Uh, really promising technology Uh, We had that explained to us by the by Quincy Jones himself when he was on my show Um, That was last year. So if you haven't seen that interview, make sure you guys go check that out Just search Quincy Jones Zach Rector And uh, he's one of the leading developers actually working at Zenfin on the XDC network but well, what's important to rec- remember is that Corda Settler is a agnostic, uh, blockchain agnostic platform. So it can use XRP, it can use XLM, it can use XDC, right? It can use multiple blockchains. But also remember that R3 settled with Ripple back in the day, they wanted 5 billion XRP. They ended up settling for 1 billion XRP. And remember that back in 2018, Yoshi Takatao, I just butchered his name from SBI Holdings. Um, SBI Holdings, he was the one who basically got Corda to settle on XRP first back in 2018. So never forget that. R3 sitting on a billion XRP and XRP was the first uh, settlement token, cryptocurrency, that was used on the Corda network. But now XDC is uh, getting some of that business as well. So we'd love to see it. I'm super excited to see where this goes, the applications that are going to be then built out by the enterprise. This is what's key. Guys, when I look at what I'm investing in, this is why I skip over a lot of the gaming blockchain tokens, why I skip over a lot of these little use cases, little problems, because I want enterprises to need this token to solve their trillion dollar problems, which is a $19 trillion trade finance space. So I was doing the math this morning on my with my Discord group, and I mean, if if court, uh, sorry, if XDC even were to settle like ten percent, five or ten percent of the trade finance space, basically just a one to tr- one to two trillion dollar uh, quote market cap, uh, the XDC price would be uh, it's basically a thousand X. So yeah, pretty good opportunity right there with XDC right now. That's just getting a small percentage of that trade finance market. Now, continuing on, we have this library case. So this Jeremy Kaufman, he's the CEO of library. He says, at the end of compelled SEC testimony today, I asked the investigators if they thought it was strange to pursue me for four years, spend millions of dollars on both sides without ever talking one-to-one on a single time. Talking to me would be unethical. They said, so this is the hypocrisy of the sec they tell us gary says just come on in just come on in and have a conversation with us right but in this case as jeremy's saying they never had a one-on-one conversation with him they they refuse to because it's unethical that makes no sense right when gary's telling us to just come on in right come in and have a, a conversation with us good guy gary Continuing on ripple applauds Hester Pierce for blaming SEC over lack of fair notice So this is big right when you have an active Commissioner of the SEC and Hester Pierce saying that there's a lack of fair notice This case is over This case is absolutely over Wait, um, I mean this is this is it right here guys The smoking gun is the drafts of the Hinman speech all the documents that the SEC is still trying to hide Obviously the case is still going on um, we'll, we'll see we, we should actually get a Date for summary judgment this month So this month, you know, we're gonna finally kind of get somewhere in this case At least all of the facts and evidence will have been presented to the court and both sides will have been able to see and go over all of that uh, information. So it's good to see. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a clip here from Gary Gensler. This is from Gary Gensler back in April of 2018. John Deaton shares this, he says, theory, XRP, a sacrificial lamb, then former CFTC chairman Gary Gensler, said there was not regulatory clarity in the digital asset markets. And for Ripple, this is a direct quote, for Ripple, there needs to be clarity in the market. This is a direct quote from Gary Gensler, and so I'm going to play this for you guys, and I'm going to put together, you know, I've kind of been saying that this thing's been staged from the very beginning, but I'm just going to put together another video that really just like puts together my thoughts kind of cleanly on how this case is going to end, but my speculation being that they're going to come out, they're going to maybe get Ripple with a slap on the wrist fine um, for, for some early on sales for some marketing you know, basically they they messed up early on potentially, um, but I do believe that a settlement's going to be announced and that they're going to use Ripple as the standard. That they're going to say that Ripple actually did things properly, because it will make Gary look like the biggest clown to ever be as the SEC chairman, to ever be the CFTC CFTC chairman, as an MIT professor, someone who taught blockchain technology. Right and understands the law, it will make him look like the biggest clown in the world, if he does not settle this case and then turn around and say that Ripple has the green light. Now it's been set up in a way that Jay Clayton filed the lawsuit on his last day out, and Gary's going to be able to take the stand and say, well, you know, uh, we had to go through, we had to, we had to go through the whole case and see the facts and blah blah blah. It'll be BS, but then he'll come out and and then he'll say and act like he's good guy Gary, that all along, Ripple's been uh, doing things properly, they're going to get the green light, and then this thing's going to be off to the races. So, because I'm going to play this clip and tell me that Gary Gensler wouldn't be the biggest clown to ever represent the SEC, the CFTC, if he doesn't come back and settle up with Ripple and give them the green light. Listen to this clip.
1: Well, Two classes of problems. The people who issued the tokens... Are they criminals? What happens to them? And then the people who are holding the token, were they scammed, and how do they get redress? I think regulators around the globe will sort it through, but as you saw in the first of these last summer, the DAO, D-A-O, the SEC chose to write, uh, I think it would be called an order, but they didn't actually then uh, have a civil money penalty that they didn't charge. They just wrote an order and tried to change behavior. I think there is a reasonable case to be made that if you can come into compliance, if the Securities and Exchange Commission gives some number of months, and I don't know what that is right up a period of time, but some number of months or a year or whatever to come into compliance, uh, then they'll look forward. The challenge is compliance is about disclosure. That's hard to do, but it's doable. Compliance is about the manner of sale. You can't change the manner of sale from two years ago but maybe you can change the manner of sale going forward. Compliance is about beneficial ownership. That's a tricky one. Compliance is about anti-fraud and insider trading rules. So, you know, but I think it's more like let's look forward and, and there's a 1,000-plus horses running out of on the field that got out of the barn. We've got to kind of bring them into compliance. And even for Ripple and uh, Ether, or it, maybe it's you know, EOS or NEO or something, you know, but for the big market cap ones, there needs to be clarity in the market. And if the-
0: For the big market cap ones like Ripple, there needs to be clarity in the market. They never had a case. Gary's gonna come in, he gets to be the good guy, okay? I mean, he's, he's too smart to be this stupid, right? He taught blockchain technology at MIT. He understands how Ripple did their rollout and everything. This case was filed by Jay Clayton, um, the Ethereum free pass has really uh, not much to do with Gary Gensler at this point. Although I will say, as sitting chairman, when he goes and gets interviewed, he says nothing. Uh, he skirts and dances around the issues. He doesn't actually answer the questions directly. So that's where I have my issue with Gary Gensler. You know? We already know that he comes from Goldman Sachs and Wall Street and all this and um, you know where he's been and what he's done. But the fact of the matter is... When, when you're you're sitting here years ago telling us that we need clarity and now you're holding back this american company in ripple uh based uh, based off of uh nothing i mean they have nothing on ripple right um and then you come on and you won't answer any direct questions you won't give us anything to work with you won't tell us that you're actually you you won't show us or do anything that actually does protect investors in fact uh, hundreds of thousands of investors have been hurt by your actions, right? By keeping XRP stalled up, by keeping crypto innovation stalled up. I mean, you've affected millions of people within this country, and uh, it is very unfortunate. But the good news is, is that we know how this story ends. We know how this story ends, and we've positioned ourselves accordingly. Now, just in Dubai-based content platform, M Content. Will launch a Ripple XRP versus SEC lawsuit documentary in the metaverse. So that's interesting. I don't know how that'll actually end up looking, but uh, I'm excited to see. You know, there's going to be plenty of documentaries coming out. I mean, just imagine how how fire that that Netflix special is going to be. The Ripple versus SEC documentary, right? It's going to be the story of the the financial story of the century. Continuing on, we have uh, basically the. The escrow was unlocked again, right? On the first of the month, one billion XRP gets released from the escrow. We had over 313 million XRP wired by Ripple and exchanges. And then we had Ripple lock back up 800 million. So once again, as we've been seeing month after month here, when Ripple gets the billion XRP released to them, they send back 80% of it or 800 million. Now, in my opinion, this goes to show that they believe in the future of XRP, More than they believe in, um, you know, basically the price that it's sitting at now, right? Um, If they didn't believe in this thing, they wouldn't be returning it back to escrow. They would be basically, you know, offloading it onto the market. But what they're doing is they're returning 80% of it back to the escrow and then they're sending out 200 million XRP, give or take. They're sending out a couple hundred million to their on demand liquidity partners exclusively. So they're only sending it to people that are using XRP. And then the rest is getting put and locked back up in that escrow account. The last time I checked, at this rate, um, if if Ripple was dumping the billion every single month, it would take them until two thousand twenty five to dump the rest of the fifty billion XRP. But as you're seeing, uh, you know they're not they're not dumping any of it. The only XRP that's getting released is going to be used or utilized. It's not going into the hands of. It's not going to the exchanges and making it down to our hands, where we're just sitting on it, holding it. No, the XRP that's actually getting released now is going to be settled for cross-border payments, for other liquidity solutions, for people that want to hold XRP, banks, financial institutions, and partners of Ripple. This is fantastic to see. I think that Ripple is doing a great job of building out the XRP ecosystem. They're not dumping on us. They are are basically building out this network, and they're doing a great job of custodying such power. They wield so much power with this escrow account, right? Remember, it was Ripple themselves. They had all of the XRP free, open, and clear sitting in their bags, but they themselves decided to lock it up in this escrow account back in 2017 so that it would be predictable and so that it was programmable what would happen with this escrow, what would happen with all of this XRP. So while we don't know what's going to happen with the rest of these tokens and the supply when it's going to get dumped on us, um, when Jed McCaleb is going to decide to burn half the supply of XLM, with XRP, we know what's going to happen, right? Now, we know that it's going to be consistent. It's going to be a billion per month. Could Ripple turn around and just dump it on the open market? Yes, but they have no incentive to do that. So it's it's just an immature, ignorant argument when people say that they're dumping on us. They have no idea what they're talking about. And we have the numbers, the the actual data to prove so. So uh, understand that Ripple is doing such a great job with the power that they have. Setting themselves up to be a lender of last resort, responsible, mature, the only actors in this space that I really trust 100%. Brad Garlinghouse and team leading the way. Great stuff. So a quick reminder from Jack the Rippler on Twitter, who is ready for November 2022? So this is just a quick reminder that uh, here soon, later this year, we're we're already into April, guys. The first quarter of this year is already done, right? So November 2022 is going to be here in no time, right? And this is when Swift will be going live on the ISO 222 standard. So as we've been talking about, this new financial system is ready to be rolled out. We're watching the current one getting exposed. Uh, The boat is sinking, right? The Titanic has been hit, the boat is sinking. Um, And and what you're seeing is that people are, the banks and financial institutions in the SWIFT network are able to already onboard on the ISO 222, but by November of 2022, we're gonna see about uh, 80% or more of the swift network roll on to ISO 222 standard and all of the, all of the network will be incentivized to actually update to ISO 222. They can wait up until 2025, but the incentive would be for them to roll on to ISO 222. And then of course, um, as we're seeing wall streets, ready to adopt blockchain technology, you're starting to see all the way up. Um, all of these wall street guys are getting their hands into cryptocurrency. They're telling us that the metaverse is going to be a $13 trillion market. Right, after they told us it was trash, Jamie Dimon clowned on it, now they're telling us that the metaverse alone is gonna be a $13 trillion market. Speaking of 13, we have another chart guy telling us that the road to $13 is imminent. So if we take a look here at this chart, take a look at this chart, he has the 4.236 Fibonacci extension taking us up to a $13 price. So if we get anything similar to what happened last bull run, guys, this thing's gonna absolutely melt faces. I am absolutely excited to see how this bull run finishes off. I am expecting a pump here over the next month or so. Um, I feel like I've been saying that for the last two months since January. But these suppressed coins are the only ones that I'm accumulating. XRP, XLM, XDC, and IOTA have been the only four cryptos that I've purchased uh, since December, since the bear market started. And then other than that, Uh, We've added some silver. We picked up a little bit of precious metals just to have. And uh, other than that, we've just been sitting on the sidelines waiting for this bear market. I'm just letting my bag ride. But uh, if you guys haven't already packed your bags, if you're not holding some of these suppressed coins, those are really the only ones that I'm interested in right now. There's a lot of other coins in the space right now that I got my eye on. I'm researching. But I'm going to be waiting for this bear market uh, brought on by regulations. I I believe that's going to be the real thing that blows this thing up. Tether's still a ticking time bomb. The overall macro situation as far as the U.S. dollar losing its reserve currency status is underway. That's looking ugly still. So more pain is to come. Uh, So that's why I'm waiting to buy the blood in the streets. Now, at the time of this recording, we have Bitcoin trading just under 46,000, holding at 45, ETH still at 3,400, and we still have XRP holding at 82 cents. Now. I know a lot of people have been panicking because the market you know corrected back down we were all excited to break 50k getting excited here right but i want to show you guys over the last month here just look at where we've gone uh you know all the way down to 36 37k right all the way back up to nearly 50k uh we got back up to what 48 so if you look over here over the last three months you can see this chart here for bitcoin Holding incredible bullish posture considering everything that's been going on. I just want to say thank you so much for all of your support, guys. Remember that I don't do any paid promotions, I don't do any sponsorship deals. I have some affiliate links for wallets and other exchanges. If you guys want to check that out, head on over to ZachRector.com. I am repping the new XRP Army uh, sweatshirt that I just received. So if you guys are looking to get some of that, some of that XRP merch, uh, I got, I got the new one right here, the XRP army sweatshirt. So you can find all of that over at Zackrector.com. I appreciate all of you guys. Like I said, this is just an independent media group, me, myself, and my team, uh, working to spread this message, working to grow this community. So we do appreciate all of your support. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the greatest transfer of wealth with your host, Zach rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care, and God bless.